Hey there, my dress sports fans, and welcome to a special episode of the NRL show. Uh, this is the podcast for all the Mojo Sports fans who love rugby league. I'm your host, Lainey, and this is a special episode where I talk to past panellist, friend of the show, and friend, Random South Sky, Anthony Basher. If you didn't catch it from his handle name, Anthony is a loyal and true South Sydney Rabbitohs supporter, and I have had many questions about the club. Also, I wanted to hear from a fan and a keen follower their thoughts about the Sydney Roosters and South Sydney Rabbitohs match for round 27. I wanted to hear Anthony's thoughts and opinions on how his team, the Rabbitohs, have performed to his expectation this season. In an honest chat, to recap some of his early predictions of the latter and standout players for his club, we discuss the highs and lows of the season and why I should take a fresh look at the Rabbitohs club and its players for this upcoming match and next season. Anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, Anthony. Welcome um, to the show. It's actually a nice chance for us to catch up again, especially to sort of recap on what's been happening with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, your club. Uh, I think the last time that we spoke and when we kicked off the season for the NRL show, you actually um, had said, uh, when we, we were talking about top eight potential teams, that the South Sydney Raptors would be up there. One of the other comments that I remember you saying is just how integral someone like Latrell Mitchell is to the team. So we are coming up to round 27. Um, I can't actually recall off the top of my head how many matches Latrell has missed, but I'm sure you can agree it's been a pretty inconsistent uh, sort of season for South. But, yeah, I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts about where your team is now and what's kind of surprised you? Uh, my thoughts are it's pretty – I've told many people this, but it's pretty disappointing. Like, yeah, I think everybody, almost everybody, I think besides probably Roosters fans, predicted Souths to be top four certainties, if not minor premiership. So, yeah, to see us, like, struggling to finish in the eight and, you know, by on the result tomorrow, we're not even sure if we're going to finish in the eight. So, yeah, I can't remember. I think it was probably similar to the way Brisbane flopped a bit last year, but yeah, just it's been a very disappointing season to be honest at the moment. Hopefully, we can go on a good run in the finals and stuff. But yeah, just I don't know what to say to be honest. It's been really disappointing. I thought, like I said, I thought we'd be top four certainties and to be fighting for aces. Yeah, it's not what me or it's not what many people expected either. I guess there's been a lot of appetite for the media to jump on just writing all sorts of stuff about the club um, lately. Um, it feels as though as soon as there's any bad news coming out, you know, they're just kind of like, um, you know, sharks um, sort of tasting blood in the water. And, you know, when one journo hops on, everyone else hops on. And it's certainly been a bit of a, a wave of that lately. Um, what are your thoughts about some of the sort of leaked um, texts and press and all the speculation that's been going on at the club? I mean, like from a fan perspective, how does that look to you? Oh, look, you, at, the, at the same, you don't know whether like most of it's true or not, so it's very hard to judge, you know, whether you believe it or you don't believe it. I'm sure there's people that believe it and there's people that are not. And also, you know, people have been asking me my opinion on it as well, like, They've been telling me, what do you think of this? And I don't really want to answer because at the end of the day, like, you can speculate, but we're not behind the fours at the club and, you know, we don't we don't know what's really going on. But, yeah, some of those stories, I've, I've, heard, I've seen a lot of, like, stories and text messages as, as you do when, when these situations come out. But, yeah, just, I don't know, to be honest. It's, just, it's whether it's true or not. Like I said, I'm not sure, but. If it is true, or you'd assume something's got to be happening there because of Sam Burgess, the way he left. You know, he's. I know the South came out and said, oh, he left because he agreed to, you know, walk out. But I just, I can't see myself how someone stays there the whole season and then out of nowhere they, you know, decide that it's best for them to leave, you know, one week before the season finishes. I think there's definitely something going on. Well, there has to be something going on at the club between JD and Sam Burgess for him to just walk out like that. So. Yeah, and then the thing with Latrell as well, it's pretty disappointing. But at the same time, I hope he comes back next week and, you know, fires up. But, yeah, it will be disappointing to miss him tomorrow because it's a big game and we really needed him. But, yeah, just hopefully we can get through tomorrow because I know if we if we lose tomorrow, he's going to cop it probably even more since, you know, him not being there is probably going to 
you know, be the reason why South fans come out and say, oh, we didn't win because he cost us and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, just it's disappointing to be honest. But at the same time, you can't really say much of it because you don't know what's true and what's not. No, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so that's like a couple of players. It seems it's going on, um, you know, off the field, you know, in the sheds and such. But in terms of like on the field performance, have you been happy with how your team's been performing? I know there was like a bit of a peak where we started to see uh, the team sort of coming good after they had like a bit of a shaky start. Um, and then they were, you know, certainly showing signs of um, really heading to the grand final. I remember even I myself, after I watched a couple of um, rounds, I thought, Jesus, you know, South Sydney, they are, you know, making a strong statement about getting to the grand final. And now that's kind of slipped away. Um, in terms of performance on the field, do you have any actual thoughts about, you know, what has been working and what hasn't been working for them and why they're now in this position where they're trying to fight to get into the well, like you said yourself, we did start the season well. And, you know, the way we started the season, I myself, as probably everyone did again, thought they were going to be, you know, premiers. Who's going to stop? Like, I think we had a period there where we beat Brisbane, Penrith and Melbourne, I think in three weeks. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we beat them all after each other. And everyone was like, well, like, South's real deal and stuff. And then it just, we had like a massive dip after that. And, it's just been disappointing. I really thought that we are going to be top four, like I said earlier. So I think it just, you, you had a lot of, not we didn't have a lot of injuries, but we had injuries to the key players. Then you had the troll missing 10 or 12 weeks or whatever he missed. That hurt us a lot. And then we rested players against, sorry, we didn't rest players, we had origin players, origin players out against uh, St. George and Canterbury. And that those two losses were like within four points or whatever. And I think, the same draw. Both the games actually, we came back after we were down by a fair bit, and we lost them, you know, on the bell. So, yeah, it's just disappointing because I think those two wins we could have easily been, you know, up top eight certainties, top four certainties. So, yeah, I think we just we never recovered. But yeah, the Brisbane and the Cronulla losses were pretty bad. Like that, we really got belted then. So, yeah, it's just been disappointing. Like the like I said, the start of the year and halfway through, we were okay, and then towards the back end of the year, we just you had this massive dip. And you don't know, like those rumors with players fighting and stuff like that, it could be true. That could be the reason why, but no one really knows. But yeah, just a massive dip in the set towards the end of the season, and it was just very disappointing. No, I completely understand. You know, as we were talking, I actually brought up um, what the selves. Uh, you know, draw has been this last year. So it was around about the 7th of April, pretty much after that victory against the Bulldogs. You know, they just went on that run that you were talking about. So it was, you know, they beat Bulldogs and it was Dolphins. Then it was Panthers. Like I remember that match and, you know, so many of us were like, thank God someone can beat the Panthers. Um, and then um, that Brisbane match and then it was Storm. And then pretty much, and then Tigers. And then after that, it was the Eels, um, at round 12 uh, that ended up sort of ending that winning streak. And then, you know, that week, which is around about the 19th of May, not too long after that is when um, um, Origin starts and that's when we start to see players, you know, heading off um, to Origin camp. And I think it was around that time when um, Latrell uh, got injured in training and then he was pretty much away. Um, like, I know it's probably. Um, a distant memory, but can you remember uh, what you were feeling at the time when you heard about that um, and, and like what you were hear hearing also around the sort of fan community? Like, was everyone happy with it? Because I know we were a bit uncertain um, about what that was going to look like for the bunnies going forward because, you know, Origin can really um, cause a lot of injuries um, and once you've got players who are out for a long time, it can be such a disruption to the season. So, yeah, what were, what was sort of going on at the time in terms of chatter and what were your thoughts? Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that Parramatta game because I went to that game and I remember like as I was walking out, I texted a few of my mates or actually was in a group chat and I like said I, there was a feeling about that game and we, the way we lost and just how we lost. And I just had a feeling, I said to my mates and I said to my mate who was with me as well, I said, I, something doesn't feel right about this team. Like I just, yeah, just something feels off. I don't see a top four team, top eight team. It was just the way they played that day. 
And, like, I don't want to be critical of Ilias, who's a good bloke and everything, but in my opinion, like, this is just my opinion personally, I just feel like he's not what the halfback this club needs. I feel like we need, you know, someone that's similar to Adam Reynolds, and I'm just, yeah, I don't feel like he's what we need at this club. Like, he's a good player and that, but I just, if you ask me for my opinion, nothing personal, I don't think he's first grade level, and... It just goes to show because, mate, every week he's kicking it out on the full and he just he doesn't – for me, he doesn't bring what a halfback – what a halfback brings, he doesn't bring. Like, his kicking game's poor. He doesn't put up any, like, controversial bombs and stuff. He just always – same kick, same everything, and it's just – yeah, it's just frustrating. With the Latrell thing, uh, yeah, I was pretty annoyed he got injured in the Origin camp and a few of the – South, like, a lot of South fans did. But the thing with that, that is you have to always expect it because – you know, it just happens. You know, you go into Origin, that's the first thing. That's why I always, like, said, oh, I think Origin should be at the end of the year or they should look at it towards the end of the year. But there's obviously reasons why you can't have that. But, yeah, just it's just frustrating, man. Like, the trail getting injured and that, you know, Keon, I think Keon got injured. I can't remember. He probably didn't, but he came back. He wasn't in form either. Campbell Graham hasn't really, you know, been the same since Origin. So, and Cody Walker obviously hasn't either. So, it, did, it it could have been Origin and I'm not, not had anything to do with Origin, but it's done a lot of damage to our team. And obviously the big one with the troll being injured for getting injured at Origin, one that cost him three months or whatever, well, two months, three months, whatever it was. And that really hurt, hurt us towards that end of the season. Mm. I would say another thing that perhaps hurt um, the Bunnies was that it wasn't until round 16 that the team got the first buy. Uh, so that like, I mean, I'm not sure how, they calculate, um, you know, when buys are supposed to happen in the draw. But I kind of felt like that was a long time for the for the side to uh, pretty much just play, um, you know, week-to-week footy. Um, and I'm sure that would have just exacerbated any injuries that were kind of lingering or um, any pains, um, which probably didn't help um, as well in the middle of the season. Oh, I'm really hoping that your team gets a, a better draw next year. but. I mean, I've brought up the stats actually um, side by side for um, Rabbitohs and Roosters um, ahead of this match coming up. And I mean, both sides, you've won the same amount of games, 12 out of 23. Um, and I know there's this old rivalry happening, um, you know, uh, between these both clubs, both clubs for some time. In fact, I actually went to the um, Roosters Rabbitohs game at Allianz Stadium. Um, you know, very early on the round. And I could see in that match that there was a bit of a, I don't know, um, I just kind of felt that there was a bit of a struggle. Like uh, there was early on, the, like, and this is just my own opinion, it was very early on. I didn't think that Roosters were exactly playing great football. And I could see that Souths were trying to connect on the field and obviously communication was just a little bit off including, and I think you were also at that game too on the other side of the park, but I also felt that um, there were just so many moments in which um, players like Campbell Graham or Cody Walker or, you know, the the opportunity to offload, to pass, or even just eyes open and looking right, you know, to see who your support players are. It just wasn't happening. Um, like I remember thinking at the time, okay, well, that will take a few weeks and a few rounds to improve. We're now at round 27. These two teams are um, catching up again. And based on past performances, like in the in the last few weeks, it looks to me like the Roosters will win again because they've been able to, I guess, just build form and get stronger. Um, and they're probably coming into this with um, their eyes um, a little bit wider open um, and with a little bit more hunger. hunger. Do you agree at, or do you disagree with me thinking that this isn't going to be a match that uh, the roost, uh, that the Roosters can get away with thinking that it's going to be an easy victory? Well, first of all, I remember that round two game because once again I was there and I remember you were as well. Yeah, that game was because we started off, well, I think it was like 10-0 or whatever, and then once again we lost that game because we failed to recover two short dropouts and they scored, I think, off both of those, both of those plays and yeah, I think once I got to ten ten, they just I think Brendan Smith came on or he started, I can't remember, but they took it away from us. And then once again, as the story of this season usually is, we come back late, but you know, you're when you're chasing your tail like that, it's you're you're really gonna get a victory. So yeah, that that game hurt. Losing that really hurt because I thought, well, 
you know, shooing stuff in that. As for this week and who I think is the better, who I think is going to, oh, obviously, I hope South get up and on paper, East do look good, even without Manu and Hargreaves. They've still got Tedesco, they've still got Brendan Smith, they've still got Sam Walker, I think. Sam, Sam Walker's playing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. someone that is trying to, you know, really get his halfback spot sorted because he's got problems himself. But So, so I know he's going to definitely want to have a big game. His running game actually is very good. Then you got, like I said, you got Brendan Smith from dummy half, and then you got the experienced Daniel Tupo on the wing. As much as I hate East, um, yeah, they look very good. Stouts, on the other hand, obviously they're missing Latron Mitchell, they're missing Tom Burgess. They've got a halfback who I personally believe shouldn't be halfback, but that's just my opinion. Um, so I think they can win. Always have hope, and I always, you know, I'll always back my team. But yeah, it should be a good game and. Hopefully we can get up, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. And you know, East will they think it's a, an easy game? Um, not too sure to be honest. What's in their head? But they're, they're on, I know definitely they're in form, and then they're definitely gonna want to. You know, they know how big a win for them could be. You know, winning a game like this, and we hopefully our boys um feel the same way, and they know how much this a win like this would mean to the fans, and you know, securing that top eight. But we'll just see what happens, I guess. Mm. You've already mentioned a couple of times that, um, you know, in your opinion, we should have a better halfback. You know, you're talking about Lachlan Elias. Is there anyone within the bunny side that you think could actually move into that role and do it quite well? Or do you think that uh, the bunny should be looking to recruit from another club? And who would that be? Well, not necessarily who's available yeah, yeah. and on off contract, but yeah, who, who's the best? Well, <laughs> at the moment, they let go of Black Tuff. I personally thought they were going to. Well, after I saw Ilias play a few games and me, like, once again, personal opinion, because I know people that probably listen to this will think, oh, why is he having a go at him and stuff? It's just me. I'm not having a go at him as, like, a person or anything, but it's just my assessment of him as a footballer. I just personally think he's not up to the up to the role. What I personally would have done is, like, I would have put Black Taft there, and I think a lot of South fans feel that way. He was, I think he played half a, half a bit or played 5-8 a bit, and you could have put Cody Walker into halfback or you could have put Cody Walker into 5-8. I think Black Taft personally, he's a natural. He's a natural half. Like he's, he's. I haven't really seen him play five eight much, but from what I hear, he's, he's play he used to play in the halves a lot. Well, well, based on what I've like, obviously, I don't even know if he's off contract, but based on what I've seen this year, Jamal Fogarty is like the premier. You know, premier half field. He's not premier, but he's like one of the best halves this year, in my opinion. Even though Canberra have been really poor, I've been watching him closely. He's kicking games like insane. Like he puts up these mad bombs. His short kicking game is very good, mm-hmm. and his long kicking game as well is very good. Even though Canberra once again have been poor, but for next year, obviously, I spoke about Black Taff about two minutes ago, and we can't get him because he's gone to Canterbury. So, what I would do personally is I'd put Cody Walker probably half five eight or half back, and then put I'd swap him and Jack Wyden in the halves and see how that goes for a bit. If that doesn't go well, then obviously see who's on the market. But yeah, at the moment, I don't even know who's on the market. So, you know, I'll couldn't tell you but my preference we should have probably made a play for Jamal Fogarty when he was off contract off the Gold Coast but we didn't and you know we thought Ilias would be the one to replace Adam Reynolds and based off what what I've seen so far as a footballer in my opinion as a fan I don't think he's the one to be the halfback. Mm, Interesting pretty honest very honest from you yeah I gotta (laughs) say I, I so but, like, you know, I thought I was actually just picking on him a bit too much. But then, you know, you're right. There have been a few moments, uh, especially in the last few games, but I don't know if the pressure's getting to him or he's just quite tired or he's carrying an injury. But he's certainly not performing at the level that I would have expected someone in a, let's say, top NRL team like Stouts um, for a halfback Um Maybe not necessarily his his best position to play. Do you actually see that perhaps Lachlan has better moved out to another position on the field, or just exit the team altogether? Though, well, from what I read, something last week I don't even know if it's true or not, but I read that he was a, like not even a halfback coming through the ranks. Once again, it could be a lie, but I heard he used to play in the centers or something when he was a kid. Like, that could be wrong, but yeah, it sounds a bit out there. But yeah, so if that's the case, I'm not sure why Dimitri is going to put him at halfback, but. Yeah, no, in all honesty, like for me, just like I said to you earlier, his kicking game is pretty poor. That loss against Parramatta, they scored two tries. 
from like we were up that game and then he put it out on the full twice and they scored two tries from that and that gave them the momentum I feel to win the game. Mm-hmm. Against Newcastle, same thing, like they gave him the ball from dummy half. I can't remember who probably might have been Cook or someone else, but he got the ball and he just kicked it and he just shanked it and it was just an absolute shocker. Out on the full again, that put us on the back foot. I'm pretty sure they scored off that. And that Newcastle took the momentum from there. One thing I will give him credit for, though, his defense is outstanding. Like, he's a great, great, great defender. And that's a very good thing about him. Like, he actually puts his body on the line and hits hard. But, yeah, just for me, he's just not a halfback. He's just, I don't, when I look at him and I see him play, I don't see a halfback at South. But that's just my opinion once again. Hmm. Okay. I know, like, a lot of people um, have said that someone like Latrell could even be moved into the centers. Perhaps it's a better position for him. Um, and I don't know, could you see someone like Elias um, also being in the center position? And you you even made mention about um, Cody Walker maybe playing 5'8". So he's playing 5'8 for this match coming up this, this weekend against the Roosters. Um, so, I mean, like I know he can, he can certainly fill the position. Um, I think I've seen him actually play it a few times in the past couple of years, but not too often. <laughs> So, I mean, like, there's obviously an opportunity to shuffle. These guys, you know, they have the opportunity to try this at training. Um, do you know whether Jason Demetrio is just a guy who thinks, no, this is the way, I, this is the position I think you're going to play and this is where you can you can play from now on or does he leave it up to the players to pick where they want to play? Um, it's just strange because, um, you know, a lot of people always speculate about the best positions where players should go. And then, like, this, you know, anecdote you're telling me about Elias even playing halfback coming up in the ranks. So do you think that maybe the first couple of rounds next year, bunnies should just, I don't know, spend some time trying to feel their feet kind of like what the Roosters have done this year because they were sort of changing players around a lot um, at the beginning and it's kind of paying off for them at the end here. Well, it's funny because, like, yeah, because you were saying, no, I was going to actually mention Latrell because the thing with Latrell at fullback is, me personally, I think he's a great player. It's probably when he's wants to play, he's one of the best ever. Like, his skill set naturally is just, you know, it's freakish. And yeah, just him at fullback, I don't think it's the right thing for the team at the moment. He's obviously not fit enough to play fullback. You can see it in his game. You don't need me to tell you that. Mm-hmm. He he switches on, but it's like when we're like, when he needs to, but it's just, you need, a, a, for a fullback to be a fullback, you need to be like a Billy Slater where you're on 100%. Like even Inglis, as great as he was, I was always critical of him as a fullback because he had the same thing where he had games when he didn't really like, you know, he didn't really, I, felt, I personally Fire felt up. like he didn't, re- mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't really want to be there or he wasn't enjoying the position as much as, you know, people thought he would. The thing with Latrell is, and people, like, I don't know if South other South fans saw this like I did, but there was a prelim against Penrith in 2022. Yeah, it was last year. And we were up, once again, we were up 10-0 in that game. And then in the second half, Cleary put in like three kicks and they were all the same like kicks and he literally caught the troll out of position three times and the troll was too like he wasn't fit enough to get back to stop he wasn't even like in the the back line or nothing he was just walking and i remember i walked away from that game and i said to myself this guy can't unless this guy like i'm not fat shaming or anything but unless this guy trims up and like you know becomes a fit fullback he can't be fullback like because it's just the position where you you like look at Dylan Edwards. He's like eighty minutes nonstop. Like he runs two hundred meters a game or whatever, and he's just everywhere. Like he's not he might not be the biggest guy or anything, but he puts his body on the line and he's always you know backing up or anything. And you know if you watch that analysis where Anasta gave of the troll on NRL three hundred and sixty about a week ago, you mm. can see in the Newcastle game where he was like just sitting back and you know sitting back on the fifty meter line and. You know, Souths were running up and he was just standing there, you know, and, you know, that's not a fullback to me. A fullback, you have to always be backing up and you have to always be, like, wanting the ball and stuff. And even, like, when they kick it to him on, like, last tackle, he just gets it and he doesn't even, like, bother. Sometimes he will, but some most of the time he won't bother to run the ball. He will just, you know, throw it to Ali Johnson and, you know, he'll take a hit up, you know, and, you know, a fullback needs to do those kinds of things. You need to make the carries. You need to do all this stuff. But I'm not a professional by any means, like, I played footy, but like I wasn't not a first grader or anything like that. But just this is just from me watching it over all these years and seeing what Billy Slater did, and you know the way he used to get involved in games and you know stuff like that. I just 
the Trolls had three years at South now, and I just haven't, you know, I can't see him being that player. I think in the centers, he'll get he'll get a lot of ball, but he won't be fatigued as much, and he'll he'll be able to like involve himself in the game more and put a stamp on the game more playing in the centers. But as you know, these days fullbacks want that fullback players want that fullback money, so I think I guess that's what's keeping him that fullback. And I honestly believe that if South were to say, if I could be wrong once again, but. I honestly believe that if South were to say to him, you know, we don't want you to be fullback, he'll walk out of the club because he sees himself as a fullback as much as anyone else probably doesn't at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully in the finals he can prove me wrong and, you know, turn it on every game and, you know, destroy us. But like I said, we've got to make the finals first and, you know, he's a big loss tomorrow. We really need him there. Even if he's not fit or if he's not, you know, mentally there, we need just having him on the field would be, you know, a big step for us to beat the Roosters. But, He's not there, and you know if we lose tomorrow, the whole off season, you know he's going to have a lot to answer for. Yeah, I mean, like in that time when I mean, look, I I cannot help but notice, but like that time that he was injured um, recently, and just the the difference in his weight coming back, and certainly his fitness, like I did notice that. And yeah, further to your point about someone like Dylan Edwards. Um, just by comparison, completely different. Now, I have not been always the most pleasant um, person when it comes to the things that I have said about South. I can admit that, and I know that um, perhaps I take too critical an eye on them, but I had suspected that that particular uh, Rabbitohs and Broncos game in which I think um, Latrell was actually a late um like call to drop from the side. I had wondered, and I don't know whether you think the same, I mean, I'm just like in my head a little bit about this, but I had wondered when you've got like a really young, um, you know, hot fullback like Reese Walsh who's on the other side and you've got someone who's coming back from injury who's sort of touted as the fullback, um, I actually wondered whether the reason why he didn't play was he he perhaps thought, I don't want to be compared to Reese Walsh, um, and it's just safe for me to say I'm still injured, um, and then I'll come back next week when the stakes aren't especially so high and where I'm not going to look bad. Do you think I'm a bit mean in thinking that? I don't know whether you thought the same. Definitely not, because I, even though I didn't think it, people did mention that to me as well. They were like, oh, he'd rather come back. I think the week after we played the Tigers, and people were like, oh, he'd rather come back for that. And you know, ease his way back into fullback instead of because he knows that if he plays Brisbane, they're going to be like a hundred percent, you know, on us, and he has to really put work in. And because he's just coming back from injury, he's not going to, you know, be able to be the fullback he wants to be. And then, you know, all this pressure is going to overlap him. Look, whether that's true or not, we don't know. It could be, it could not be, but definitely, you're definitely right in saying that. I definitely did think about that. Like, yeah, hundred percent. And also, I was like, I should have probably mentioned it before, but. People, when Inglis, like, people compare the troll to GI in that. When Inglis first came to South, he came in 2011, 2011, and they played him at centre for an entire year because he was that, like, he wasn't over, like, he was overweight and he, he knew that he couldn't, you know, be in the back line. And it wasn't until, like, 2012 when he became, like, crazy fit and Michael Maguire said to him, you know, we want you to be a fullback. And then he, you know, tore it up, tore it up for three years, won a comp, whatever. And he got injured at the end of 2015, and that pretty much was it wasn't the end of his career. But he it was never the same after that. He had a knee injury that really, you know, hurt him. Then the ACL in 2017 that ended his season, and you know he didn't come back the same after that. But that's the thing. Like you need a coach that's able to tell players. I'm not saying that Jade doesn't do it. Like, but from what I hear, he doesn't. So this is just me going based on what I hear. Yeah. You need a coach that's able to put these players into line. You know what I mean? Like, like you can clearly see that Latrell can't play fullback. Like he's too, he's not fit. Like he's not the, not overweight, but like he's not there. Like he's just he's not. He doesn't he doesn't give me what the other fullback. I say the other fullbacks give their other side. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not that player for us. He has moments, like I said before, he has moments of brilliance from twenty meters out where he throws like a crazy pass or does beats five people to score. He he does those things and that's good, but. You need to be a fullback. You have to also take the the hard carries. You have to also back up when players make breaks. You have to do all that stuff. You know what I mean? And make defensive stops. Mm. Like I said to you, you only got to watch the analysis of what Brayton Astor saw against the Newcastle in the Newcastle game, and that that tells you everything you need to know. And that's what I've been seeing. So 
yeah, like I said, they should just do what they did to J.I., where just put him at center and hopefully he kills it there. And then he'll, you know, if you want to be a fullback, prove it, man. Yeah, until like you're fit enough, uh, until you're fit enough to be a to be a fullback, then you know go and play fullback. But at the moment, you, it looks like he would be way more way more impactful if he was playing at center for me, because mm. fullback is just yeah, it's, it requires you to be on like for eighty minutes, and I just don't think he has it in him right now. Yeah, I thought I think it's also unfair to the rest of his teammates too. Um, exactly. Um, because, you know, they then, I mean, if they're relying on him to do that job and he's not there and he's not giving it what it needs, then, you know, they then have to obviously do more in order to compensate for that. Exactly. So question for you. I mean, like, I don't want to spend the whole time going on about the trial. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I did want to ask you, so Jack Whiten's coming on to the side um, next season. Um, what are you looking forward to with, um, you know, his contribution that he'll bring to the team? Well, I look forward to everything about him. He's a great footballer. His running game is crazy. Like, I think he'll definitely work well with the trail and Cody Walker. I think the three of them will be amazing for us. So, yeah, hopefully you just, Switches on and hopefully you know he looks he looks good and you know he offers a lot to us because like I said to you his running game is insane his passing game is very good the way he takes on the line is very good and yeah hopefully like I said hopefully he just switches on and he has he has a good season but I'm looking forward to him a lot hopefully he, um you know comes with a good mindset and then hopefully we'll be all right and we play well with him. I know that the season is still pretty much going um for your team and it's probably a little bit premature of me to even just sort of ask this but you know one thing that I'm, I'm always um, conscious of is just how old some of the players are on the side um, especially the ones that uh, whose names in the media quite a bit who tends to get quite a few running meters and gets their hands on the ball a lot um Cody Walker is perhaps up there as a player who I know that you know they talk about retirement NRL age um, and he's kind of getting close to that but I can actually see Cody's still doing as much as he can to stay in the game. And he gets around with such fitness, probably better than some of the younger players that are on the South side. How many more seasons do you think Cody's got left in him and for South? Well, how old is he now? He'd be, he'd that bird when he was 26, he'd be, what, 32, 33? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the age of the all retiring guy now? You'd say two more years, one more year. Yep. Two more years, probably. Yeah, hopefully two more years. But he's a great player, Cody Walker. But the only issue with him is he get he lets the he doesn't know how to control his aggression on the field. And other players see that and they take advantage of it. Like only play Penrith. You know, I always see the players like revving him up, gene him up. Even like Roosters, they g him up, and he bites all the time. Like you've just got to keep your head switched on and just play footy, mate, because that's costing us as well. Like. You're doing stuff like that, and then you get rattled, and the whole team gets rattled, and then the opposition ends up coming over the top of us because they know you're rattled to take advantage of it. You just, yeah, mate, just he's got to, um, he's got to really like just play footy and not let that outside noise get to him, and let other footballers rattle him the way they do because I see what they do, and he just bites most of the time. He bites, and you know when he's on, there's no other like five eight off team personally that's like him. Like the way he takes on the line and goes through and scores and creates everything about him is really good he's a great great footballer but yeah just I think if he just disciplines himself and just learns to block out all that negative and all that you know all the opposition bagging him and trying to g him up and round him up he can honestly like he can win a game when his own is that good he can be a very great footballer yeah yeah it's it's interesting you say that because um like whenever I do my previews um for the NRL show I'm always really really conscious of the fact that if Cody's playing um, and it depends on who your opposition is. It's like, mm, I know how they can get under their skin, um, especially Cody's, and you're right, because we often think they can have a great game so long as Cody's focused and he can block it out. Um, but everyone, including fans, can see almost immediately when he's um, just a little bit rattled or um, taking it all in um, on the field, and then things just sort of snowball from there. Um, it's a bit of a live wire. Exactly. I was going to ask you about Jason Demetrio. He has been the coach there for what, a few years now. He was, I guess you could say, Two the years. yeah, yeah. The, so he was the anointed successor after Wayne Bennett's departure. Um, and in the time that he's been there, um, look, 
I, and I can admit with all honesty, I hadn't really been watching South as a club um, as closely or as frequently as you have um, in the past two years with Jason Demetri at the helm. You know, like, yep, yeah, maybe like five or six years ago I would watch, but then I just kind of dropped off. But, like, in your assessment, I mean, if you were to evaluate what his performance has been as a coach, because I'm always really mindful that, you know, the coach does like about 20% of the work, really. They're the ones who sort of, you know, make sure everyone's getting on, they're following everything that they need to, Um, you know, they're ahead of, um, you know, they're prepared for schedule, they're doing training, you know, they talk about strategies and tactics on the field, everything else. So like the other 80% is pretty much done by the players, you know, that's the execution that's on the day. Um, How do you think he's going and fulfilling his role? And um, are you happy to see him sort of stick around the club for a few more years? Well, in all honesty, when he first came to Souths, I thought to myself, why are we bringing in someone who hasn't coached the first grade side before? That was my first initial thought. And then last year he made a prelim and I was like, oh, he's not too bad. Like, he's all right. Like, I'll give him another year or whatever. And obviously this year we've been worse than what we were last year. Look, in my opinion, he's not the same, to be honest. Like, I've told people that I don't really, I wouldn't personally have him as the coach because for me, if those rumours are true and once again could be true, could not be true, but... If those rumours, once, like I said that, and I will back that up by saying I don't think Sam Burgess would walk out for no reason. Like, there has to be some, you know, some something that has truth to that rumour. But if those rumours are true about him, you know, giving Latrell and whatever Cody Walker treatment, like, not over the over the other players, then personally, I believe, like, if I was the head of South and I, saw, I knew that was happening, I'd sack him straight away. Because, like, you can't have... You can't have a coach that is scared to show up to players and, you know, certain players because it's just not on. You know what I mean? That's that's always going to stuff around the team. And, you know, yeah. So I don't know, to be honest, like, I'd give him another year to see how he goes. But, he's yeah, I'd probably sack him as, as much because, you know, those if those rumours are true, that's what we'll hope that we have next year. Like, you know what I mean? It will all go to show in tomorrow's performance. But, yeah, some of his selections as well have been really poor, I think. You know, I think this Tyrone Monroe kid we've got, he should be on the wing every week. I know people will come back and be like, oh, he's only a kid. Like, you can't put him into first grade or whatever. But, mate, Joe, was 18 playing on the wing. I didn't see an issue with him. You know what I mean? So you're going to have his parents is going to do all that stuff. But that's a part of first grade. You can clearly see that this kid has the potential to be a great first grade player. He's quick. He's fast. He's always there. You know what I mean? He does a, he does a great winger's job. And that's what I want on my wing. I don't care if he's 18 or whatever. He's got to be there because he needs that experience. You know what I mean? We had a chance to play him against Newcastle. He went and put Tane Mill. What Tane Mill do? He got suspended and he dropped the ball in a crucial try that ended up costing us the game. It didn't cost us the game, but if we scored that try, it would have had momentum to win the game or at least go close to winning the game. He dropped it when the line was wide open. It ruined all the momentum we had and Newcastle probably scored after it and you know, the game was over. So, Ilias, you know, he's saying that he put the kicks out on the full and he's, you know, doing all these things that halfback shouldn't be doing. I can understand you kick it out on the full once or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, he did it twice against Parramatta and, you know, that ended up costing us the game. He should have been dropped the following week. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? His kicking game's poor. He should be dropped for that. You know, you can see, if you watch the games, you can see his kicking game's poor. You know what I mean? So what's he doing, you know, just watching these half Like, you can't just have him playing every week when he kicks the same kicks every week and he's not making any metres, like, he's not doing anything. So, yeah, for, th- for those reasons, I'm sacking myself. But, you know what I mean? Souths, I'm assuming they know what they're doing. So we'll see what happens tomorrow against the Roosters. If we see the same things, then it's going to be a very interesting off-season. Yeah, well, okay. So um, I see that um, Ta'ane Milne is actually um, listed as a reserve for tomorrow. Yeah, pitch um, him finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I would like to see Munro actually, not just on the wing, I'd like to see what he'd be like at fullback for a run um, for Souths. I wonder whether he'd be, because he's got speed. Um, he kind of reminds me of Jaden Campbell. I think it is, um, yeah. from the Gold Coast Titans. They have that yeah. similar running ability where they're able to, you know, like move really quickly and zigzag through and catch that line. Um, they're also great because tackles just slip off them. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. 
Um, like I think you know, if you if he was um, an option to put in at fullback, I think he'd be. Um, I think he'd actually do well there. Oh, he would, but I think fullback for a kid. Look, I know I said before he was a kid, and that's like, but fullback is a bit too much of a step. Like that, that I agree is like a bit out there because he's still young. He's not as, even though he's tall and quick, he's not the biggest like player. So it's easy you'll get like he'll, no offense, but he'll get hit and you know he'll get hurt. So yeah, it's a bit of size to be a fullback in my opinion. But on the wing, he'd be perfect because obviously he wouldn't be prone to that much of the hits that you would be at fullback. That's why I play him on the wing. But yeah. yeah, definitely. If he put more size on, and he like uh, as he gets older with age, stick him at fullback straight away. It would, with him, I see what in- what Bellamy did with Inglis, where Inglis played on the wing for two or three years. He was a crazy winger, and then bang, he got played. He played at fullback here and there, not full time, but he played at fullback here and there. And then obviously he got stuck in the centers where he won comps and whatever, even though they traded the cap. But that's where I'd like I'd do the same thing with him. But you have to start these kids on the wing and just you know let them get the ball. They won't get the ball a lot, obviously, but when they do, you can see how good they are. And that's the thing with Munro. Like whenever he gets the ball, I can see how good he is straight away. I can see he's got the awareness. I can yeah. see his speed and everything. So that that really like excites me for the future. But yeah, I don't know why he's not playing on the wing because if you don't trust him in games like this, then when are you ever going to trust him? Like it just, it just weird. Do you think he'd be able to connect with some of the other players on the south side? Um, like if he if he was getting more game time? Oh, hundred percent. It'd be way you need kids like that, they need game time and all we need now in the off season, I've got honestly got no idea whether he's contracted or not, but all we need in the off season now is throwing up the club to make an offer for him and then we're truly like we've lost we've let a good one go. So mm. yeah, I hope hopefully he stays on board. But yeah, i personally just I, I think he should be playing tomorrow. I think he should have been playing against Newcastle to be honest. So yeah, I don't know what JD's thinking there, but uh, yeah, we'll see if it pays off or not. So your side is pretty much um, down on the list of the uh, of the four teams that they're sending off to Vegas in the new year uh, for <laughs> the opening round. What are your thoughts about that? Are you high? Are you like psyched about it? Are fans psyched about it? Do you think that you might actually go or? You can oh, watch from far and um, enjoy the time zone difference to watch your team play. I'm definitely considering going because oh. the thing with the time zone is I've heard that it's, they're doing they're playing those games on a weekend, so it'll be like Sunday 11 a.m. here or something when they play there. So oh I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. So yeah, no, do I want to go? I definitely want to go. Um, I'm giving it a lot of thought, but we'll see what happens because it's still a couple months away. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good idea. Personally, I don't, I don't know if the game will actually grow from there, and there could be a bit, there could be a few incidents there. To be honest with the players and stuff, but you mean like outside off the field? Or? Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Monday. Vegas, like, yeah, it's Vegas. Like, you know, it's you know, it'd be almost impossible for something not to happen. But yeah, no, hopefully it all goes well. I like the idea personally, like bringing it and I wrote America. I think it's it's awesome and. You know, hopefully it all goes well, like I said before. But, yeah, I'll definitely – I'm giving it a lot of thought. I do want to go. So, yeah, there was something about the in-goals being small. I heard – I saw it yesterday. I think there was, like, an in-goal. There was a difference in how big the in-goals are. So yeah, it's, it's quite like, narrow because yeah, of the size of like the that. field. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, how many – how many? How much does that stadium hold? Like, 65,000. Yeah. So it's not even, it's not even more than SFS. No. But the thing is, it's in America. That's why they've done it there. This is going to be quite expensive for fans to go to. And, like, I think about clubs like South. When you think about the fan base for South, it is huge and vast. But it's I, don't, I wouldn't say that there are a lot of South fans that could could easily pull out, like, five or $6,000 for a trip to go over to Las Vegas. Um, exactly. And then, like, and then try and find another five thousand dollars for spending money. You wear exactly. That's the plane ticket by itself is five grand. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a topic. But I think Souths. Oh, I, I don't know if it's true or not. But I think Souths and the NRL do like uh, plane deals or hotel deals or something like that. I've, that's what I heard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's going to be very expensive for anyone to fly over there. Like you'd have to really. That's why I said I'm, I'll, I will go. I'm not I will go, but I'm interested in going. But yeah, just you got to see how all that comes to plan, I guess. All right. Did you have any sort of last statements or any comments about your side? I mean, like, I thought I'd catch you before, obviously, the big game where, you know, tensions are a little bit high. But yeah. um, I mean, you had them as um, in the top eight. What is your feeling? Are you like 80% certain? 
70 percent certain like what what is the sort of percentage? i'm 50 percent 50 percent certain yeah right of the victory tomorrow. yeah i'm not confident based on the recent form but i'm confident because it's the roosters and it's a big game so i know that we like to give it to them we knocked them out last year so hopefully we can make it two in a row but yeah, just, I don't know, I'm pretty nervous about it. I, I, I really wouldn't be nervous about missing the eight because we've had, a, like, a bad season. And I think, personally, I think we don't, like, based on the last couple of games, I think that we don't probably deserve to be there, I think. But because it's the Roosters, like, I really don't want to give it to them, so I really want to beat them. So can you On our day, we're a top four team. So when I say we don't deserve to be there, I actually don't mean that. We do deserve, we don't deserve to be there based on, like, the last couple of games, but our side itself deserves to be there. Okay, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, that does make sense. No, no, I have actually gone on record and said on the show that I don't feel like the Bunnies deserve to be in the top eight. Um, and it's actually been based on many things, like the on-field, the off-field, performance, the inconsistencies. Just also, and, and, and like, tell me if I'm being mean here, but like I even said like a little bit of perception as well. Like I've, I've often kind of felt that, you know, that whole period in which, there was just some ambiguity about, um, you know, Latrell's injury, then he's not, then, you know, he gets pulled from the side. And it was just all a bit, to me, felt like uh, they were kind of deceiving their fans a little bit. And, and like, this is me speaking for you, who is a true fan. Um, and, and, like, that was one of the reasons why I said I just kind of wrote them off. And even in the lead-up to the Knights match, I even said, there's no way that Souths are going to win because they just haven't been able to pull things together and they've just, you know, been really out of sorts. Try and convince me as to why I think they deserve to be in the eight over the Roosters. Well, if you look at our side, it's a top eight team on paper. We've still got world-class players in Cody Walker. The troll's not playing tomorrow, but he's obviously a world-class player in my opinion, even though I wouldn't have him as a world-class player at a fullback. I think he's a world-class centre. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Cody Walker, you've got Cook, you've got... Um, Campbell Graham, who should have who, did he get part origin this year? Did he play origin? He didn't play origin this year, did he? Who? Cody. Campbell Graham. No, Sternum. Oh, I can't, I couldn't Sternum even injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, got yeah. So he, yeah, he yeah. should have been playing origin, but yeah. So um, yeah, we got still got world class players that can get the job done. That's why. And Keon obviously is a great player as well. Dry Arrow, you know Cameron Murray. How do I? How can I forget him? But yeah, um. We've still got enough to do the job. That's why I think we'll make the eight. And I think that when we do, if we do make the eight, uh, that's when I, th- you know, hopefully I'm praying that the troll, you know, has a mindset of, and not just the troll, like, not to single him out, the entire player, but he's obviously like one of the biggest players in that team with the pressure, like he has the most pressure on him. So I'm hoping that when they do, if they do make the eight, they have that mindset of, you know, no one can stop us because, We've showed when we want to play football, we can beat Brisbane, we can beat Penrith, we can beat Melbourne. Like, we can get it done. We can beat the Warriors. We beat the Warriors at Mount Smart. How many teams, you know, do that? So, you know what I mean? Like, we can get the job. That's why I'm convinced that if we make the eight, we can get we can go all the way. But it's just, you know, there's, there's also that. And then there's also all the all these issues the last two weeks. You know, has that is that enough to, you know, derail our season completely and, you know, we've just got to see what South's team turns up, turn up tomorrow, I guess. All right. Well, you've, you've convinced me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I have been, like, in two minds about who I'm going to cheer for tomorrow. Now, already on the show, I've said I'm tipping Roosters because of their form and the fact, you know, when you just get win after win after win, you've got that momentum. Yeah, exactly. You've got that winning feeling. That's what scares me the most, yeah. Um, and that's why I thought – so. But I also know that Roosters, if it's a big game and they have to turn up, and if it's a big occasion, they will. Um, and they've certainly shown they can win without Latrell. So it's just a matter of, like you say, and, you know, as we touched on earlier, Cody just holding it all together, everyone doing what they need to and just, yeah, getting the win. Yeah, we've got the, like I said, we've got the team to beat them, but it's just, it's, it's, like, we don't know as fans, but is there is their mindset as a team there or not, like, you know, because it's easy to come out and say we've got world-class players, but do those players, you know, want to win? Do they want to, or do they want to, you know, finish the season off and go to Bali or whatever? So, you know what I mean? We don't we don't know their true mindset. So hopefully, you know, that's for the fans' sake and for my sake, because the last thing I want is to go to sleep tomorrow night knowing that we gave Roosters eight spots. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really hope, hope we turn up and just beat them and beat them well. And then so once you... the finals start, it's a different ball game for me because personally, the way I look at finals, I don't care. If, even though historically, no one from the top eight, no one from the bottom end of the top eight has gone on to do big things besides like obviously Parramatta in Canterbury 2014, but it really happens. But for me, I think that if we make the eight, it's a whole different ball game and, you know, we'll be in that prelim area again. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. And you're going to the game tomorrow, are you? I am, definitely. Okay. Um, should we spot you in your <laughs> No, I don't. I don't feel like normal. I'm not decked out. And you just want to, like, sort of be, like, escape and just that, sort of blend into the crowd. Is that what it is? That's it. Yeah. I wear south clothes, but I'm not, like, a full-on, like, you know what I mean? I don't deck myself out like a, you know, like a like one of those hardcore fans, <laughs> like a fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Oh well, like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not in Sydney to go to the game. Um, otherwise, <laughs> I would have called you and said, "Let's go," because this is like <laughs> going to be quite a game. But yeah, I'm sorry that I'm in the state, but hopefully, if they make the semis, um, and there's a couple of matches coming up in which um I am in town, yeah, definitely we should go. Should be good. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Well, Anthony, I am actually really, really grateful and really happy. It's actually nice to chat with you, all things for you again, and I um, appreciate you making the time. Did you have any last thoughts to say about, uh, oh, I guess, anything to promote as well as your uh, channel or anything we should look out for as uh, potential self-supporters? Or, <laughs> or, I'm good, um, but you can follow me on Insta, Random South Guy. Everyone, yeah. I think top four biggest NRL page could be wrong, but that's just me. Our top four biggest NRL page on Instagram. So yeah, follow me there if you want to keep up with you know whatever I post. So should be good. Cool, cool. <laughs> ah, cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you oh, so much. <laughs> and that's it, everyone. My special thanks to Anthony for indulging me as I understand what it is I have been missing about his club. Thank you for your patience, Anthony. And for those of you that want to follow him on Instagram, he is Random South Sky. So give him a follow and engage with his page on all things rugby league and, of course, South Sydney related. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this special episode and grateful for you tuning in and hearing our musings and thoughts. Remember, these are only opinions, so please don't come at me too hard. Now, wishing both the Roosters and the Rabbitohs a great match. And if any of you are heading out to the game or any other matches this weekend, please be safe and have fun. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.